This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast brought to you by Hoxo Media. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest to you. I was connected to Charmaine through the Recruiter Awards last year and I could not be more proud that she agreed to come on our show and talk about some really topical subjects but ones that I know that she's particularly passionate about. So without further ado, Welcome to our channels today, Charmaine Vincent, who is the CEO of Baltimore Consulting. Welcome to you. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here. Well, it's very lovely to be here too. So for those who aren't yet familiar with what you do and what your business covers, do you want to give us an introduction? Yeah, of course. So um, I'm the owner and chief exec of a specialist public sector um, recruitment agency called Baltimore Consulting. Uh, we've been established eight years now, largely interim recruitment that we specialise in, but it's within vulnerable subject areas. So we specialise in placing into areas such as special educational needs, school improvement, safeguarding vulnerable adults and children and so on. So um, quite a niche, quite a niche area of the market. But um, but yeah, eight years on and uh, a success story, a story to go with that, really. So, yeah. Absolutely. And one of the main reasons I wanted to invite you on today is that obviously you are the epitome of a successful female leader. And I want to share with our audience who are largely aspiring recruitment leaders and those that are potentially leading the future. What key events have there been in your life to allow you to achieve the, the ultimate goal effectively of running a business? Yeah, it's an interesting question, that one. I, I always believe that's it kind of splits into two areas for me. I think it's the, um, it's the story part, basically, um, and then it's the taking action part. So, I mean, we've all got unique different journeys, haven't we? And typically speaking, you know, your childhood shapes your future in some way, shape or form, uh, to what extent, I guess, is down, down to us. But um, I think the, the story part is, is the unique part for me. And I'll keep it short. Don't worry. Uh, for me, I um, I left home just before my 16th birthday. Um, so I I grew up with quite a volatile relationship with my stepdad. Um, so consequently, found myself um, living an adult life whilst I was still a child, if you like. So I moved in with my sister. Um, thank the Lord, she was an angel. She scooped me up, um, and I just started to follow in her footsteps, really. So I, I, uh, I got a job with the same newspaper as she was working at. Um, a lot of challenges along the way. I remember my first paycheck, it was £320. Um, and I was paying rent and bills and lived on super noodles and uh, <laughs> jam on toast for a very long time. Um, why is that important? Because it's certainly not a sob story. I think for me, um, if you've been through any form of adversity or challenges in life, especially when they start at childhood um, time, I think we reach a crossroads in life that makes us have to, well, we'll make a decision, basically. Do we invest in ourselves and dig deep and, you know, project that positivity and optimism that we can create our own success story? Or do we dwell on the past? Do we dwell on the fact that actually, you know, others have impacted us? And I think, you know, what I recognise now is, I had that same passion and determination right back then as I do now um, to, to make a success of my life. Um, if I'm honest, back then it was a bit of a prove my stepdad wrong, two fingers up to him, I'll show you what I'm made of. Later in my career, it was a similar, similar concept really. It was a, I'll prove, if I'm honest, other male leaders wrong. Yeah. 
within the industry that I was capable and able to to run a business um and actually thankfully now it's more about around my core happiness I, I do it not to prove anyone wrong but to to make me happy and inspire my daughter that actually anything is possible if you work hard enough um I also lost a a, a best friend at, um to brain cancer 11 years ago and why is it the reason it's a significant moment is um I always remember at the time thinking to myself, you know, she she didn't have the gift of life. You know, it was taken early from her. She had a business. She was she had the zest of life and so much ambition. And she didn't get that opportunity to uh, to 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 live, you know, to to kind of see what life looks like. And I think from that moment for me, it was I wanted to live my life. And it was it sounds ridiculous for, for her as yeah. well. And actually, it gave me that extra boost. Um there's lots of other events like having my beautiful daughter who's nearly six years old that, that certainly impact. But I think the, the story part, the history part is important. I think it's, it's, it's almost, it's where that ambition and that passion begins um, and it shapes you, doesn't it? I think so. And I think that that's the seed of, of Charmaine, isn't it? That 16 year old girl or just nearly 16 year old girl. Yeah. I bet sometimes you have to stop and check yourself because in society you still feel her. But yeah. But you can, she can be more sophisticated in how she articulates or communicates. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I love that yeah. that's your key driver. You know, I think when you're hiring people and your future female leaders or, or, or male leaders, obviously, do you look for that fire in them? And is that something that you identify that sort of core, I guess, vulnerability, but how they, de how they dealt with that? Oh, definitely, definitely. And I think it's, you know, vulnerability is a, is a really important word because I think, throughout my career and I you know it's, it's nearly 21 years now which is bonkers but um you know throughout my career I think that's the one thing I've not been afraid of is showing vulnerability um and when hiring we hire against our core values so it's really important to me you know when you're looking at honesty and passion and family and and all these things that mean something not just to me as a person but to us as a business um you know when we're when we're doing that competency interview it's not just about you know how long have you been in recruitment um, what was your last job? How much did you bill? Yeah, okay, they they are all really important criteria that we need to understand from a capability perspective. But actually, are we the right fit for you? You know, are you aligned with our core values? What type of person are you? Are you that emotive person? Can you connect with our clients and our candidates? And will you show the your authentic self? And I think that's that's really really important. So yeah, you're right. I think it does it feeds through, doesn't it, in terms of the way you run your business as well. Yeah, and, and what could have been a, a very negative experience for you, you clearly sort of channeled, and, and I think that's where we share a connectivity, um, which we've talked about off camera. And I think, you know, there's there's definitely some key areas, and you know that that sort of um, story and testament about your best friend. I mean, gosh, to live vicariously, you know, through you, you know, she'd be so proud of you, wouldn't she? And I think that's a wonderful thing that you've you've taken again what what was a really tragic thing and, and made it into a positive thing. And I think becoming a parent. Oh gosh! Yeah. You channel your energies in a different way, and maybe that was the moment where you just thought, right, this is where I'm really, you know, going to sort of propel my career. You know what? It's, it's funny because I, um, a couple of my staff are now pregnant, and they're they're having sort of mini meltdowns. Bless them! Like, oh my god, life! What do I do? What about my career? And I'm like, just take a breath. Like, listen, when I fell pregnant, it was only a couple of years into starting the business, and my initial thoughts were, well, this is really bad timing. What the hell am I going to do? You know, how am I supposed to run a business and be a mother? And the reality is, actually she gave me a whole new purpose you know I, I've, I've probably never worked harder 
that what I do now, and I do that, not just for me, for her, for her future, to show that actually you, you can be a successful leader, business owner, and mother and not have to compromise. Um, you and I spoke a second ago and, and the guilt does always creep in, you know, there's, it's, it's almost impossible to strike the right balance, but if you're doing it for the right reasons, um, then you've got to stay strong with that and know that actually, um, you know, your, your children will grow up to appreciate why you're doing it and the value in that as well. And I think the, the why, as long as you can communicate that to your children, yeah. you've, got, you've got to kind of almost box up that guilt and as someone who's got older daughters, and we did talk about this off camera, it, you know, she will appreciate that because she will see that you're making a difference to people's lives. And I think that's where the purpose of your business becomes important as opposed to we're, we're just here to make money. And I think if, oh, that's what, if that's what you communicate to your children, that that's why you work, it's a really dangerous, very precarious position to put yourself in because that's just far too transactional and they'll see right through them. But if you say, I'm going yeah. to work today, darling, because I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to place a candidate into a new job and that person is going to change people's lives. You know, they'll be, should be so proud. And anyone listening to this who, who've had to work through, you know, a very challenging time since COVID began in 2020, I promise you, I've got older children, so that, you know, they're teen, late teens and they know how much, as a recruiter, we are changing people's lives. It, oh, 100%. And it's, you know what, it's, it's the message that I always project to her. And even through um, the pandemic, we were doing a positivity campaign on social media, and she was very much at the forefront of that. So I send in lots of videos of her and make sure that she understood the, the power of kindness and, and the difference that it makes. And even at Christmas time, we, we took some um, some sort of goodie bags to the homeless shelter and she helped me pack them so it's it's almost that that end user that end the client the candidates the difference that we make to the community I take her on that journey with me because I think it's really important that if she sees the reality of the difference that you're making I think there's a there's a fondness and and it, I don't know it's, it's that coming comes back to leading with the heart doesn't it whether you're parenting or managing people I think if you're expressing why you're doing it and the difference you're making, I think there's acceptance around it a little bit more, isn't there? But but it's a minefield. It's hard. It's, it's The juggling act is hard, but I try and do my best. Mariella Frostrup famously said that when you're a working mom, in particular, because she was saying it from a, from a female's perspective, when you're in work, you feel guilty you're not with your children. When you're with yes. your children, you feel guilty you're not in work. And it's you yeah. know to achieve this utopia is very very challenging and I applaud any leader like yourself who makes it look and feel seamless because you're providing the support to those who, who work in your business and I know you've, you've mentioned there's some that are about to embark on that journey and it you're, you're in very good hands if you're listening to this uh, the, the colleagues of Charmaine so <laughs> I, want, I want to talk about one of the things that connected us was um, I guess our passion for you know well-being and inclusivity and you recently interviewed me for International Women's Week. Uh, shout out to Lauren, your marketing manager. And one of the questions was around my own background. And I'd never really stopped to think about the fact that I came from a very traditional Jewish background. And I, I, I moved away from that by choice at 17. So what, you know, diversity and inclusion as a badge of honour is without a shadow of a doubt something that most people are going to use as a tick box exercise, both internally and externally for their clients. But what does that mean to you and your brand? And what do you think leaders can do to ensure that it's actually a worthwhile exercise to embark upon to ensure that it just becomes inherent in your culture? We interrupt this episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to bring you a message from our wonderful sponsors over at Hoxo Media. 
Now, recruitment agencies invest heavily in LinkedIn licenses because ultimately it's where we're all at. Given that we spend an average one to two hours a day on our phones, the rest of the time is spent scrolling through LinkedIn, looking for unicorn candidates and target clients. Now, if we look at the recruitment training programs that are available, they tend to be focused around outbound phone sales and leadership skills. So how do you, our listener, maximize the huge investment of time and money that is spent on LinkedIn? Well, this is where Hoxo Media is solving this problem for hundreds of recruitment agencies. And we want to share this message with you. Their academy program allows recruiters across the globe being coached in how to optimize their LinkedIn profile, creating daily habits for building out that unbelievable audience, that target audience, where they're producing their own valuable content that engages the right people and ultimately drives content into inbound sales conversations. As I mentioned, they're working with hundreds of recruitment agencies and there are over 300 recruiters every month enrolling on the academy, which enables them to increase their knowledge in how to basically develop the best content and maximize the results from LinkedIn. And to be honest with you, the testimonies have been absolutely incredible. So by enrolling in the academy with just one single payment, you can train your entire business for 12 months, which is why I'm so excited to share this message with you, our listener. So if you're a traditional recruiter like me, and you're an owner of a business, or you've got teams working for you who rely on outbound calls to attract clients and candidates, then really, you do need to listen to this message and get in touch. You might find that you are using LinkedIn, but perhaps just for sharing jobs on there. And you struggle generally for um, original content ideas and ultimately the confidence to actually know what is going to be good content for driving that inbound business. So I would love you to speak to Hoxo Media. Drop me a DM either on the link on this message on this episode or send me a WhatsApp and I can give you more information on how your agency can benefit from joining this program. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Uh, absolutely. And it's a, it's a really good question and a really important one as well. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? I, uh, I said a second ago about our core values and how it's really important that, you know, we, we live by our core values. We hire our core values. You know, we, it's, it's something that we've changed them over the years as well for that reason, where if we're not living by them, are they fit for purpose? You know, who are we? And, and very early on in the business, we sort of really got to the core of who we are. So a lot of soul searching around, you know, what makes us different as a business? What makes our people different? What makes us unique? So I think um, the biggest piece of advice I could give to any leader or business owner is actually get to know your own business. So first and foremost, do you understand what your vision is, what your purpose is, what your core values are, where you're going, you know, what are your intentions? Because if you don't know all of the above, then you probably don't know the type of culture that you've installed in the business. If you don't know the culture that you've installed, how can you even look at any form of diversity and inclusion um, policy when it comes to hiring? So it, I think it starts with really getting under the bonnet of the business and understanding actually who you are, wh what you want to be, some, you know, what are those aspirational goals in terms of what you want to be as a business? Um, we Every year we have a leadership conference and um, it, it's astonishing really because when you think you've absolutely licked it and you're like this is it this is who we are this is where we're going somehow you get new ideas every year that you, because you want to be stronger you want to be better and actually every business should evolve and I think that's the that's the important part really we should never stop learning never stop listening and understanding actually how could we be better how could we be stronger 
and there's a piece in there around um, your staff engagement as well, you know, get their feedback, understand, you know, what makes us great as a business, what could we be doing better um, to allow ourselves to be more inclusive, because the word inclusive, you know, if you ask every business owner, yes, I have an inclusive workforce, of course, we all love to, to think that is the case, but but the reality is, what are we doing about that? You know, are we educating ourselves in terms of minority groups? Are we educating ourselves in terms of actually how we could be a more inclusive workplace? Um, do we have the desire to do that as well? And I think that's, it's not just, like you say, it's not just a tick box exercise. It's about hiring people from different backgrounds with different experiences, valuing their contribution, um, you know, listening to them and communicating appropriately. I just think it's it's an enormous piece, but I think it really does start with wanting to invest in who you are and what makes you different to start with. And knowing who you are and knowing that like in any journey, any human journey, it's going to change and that's going to change by the people that you're hiring. It's just amazing. Yeah, yeah. I love that answer. I mean, that's just the most authentic, but you've just simplified it. You know, yeah. you've just created it. And, and I, I imagine that for more scalable businesses, it will become much harder for that to, to cascade down. But that's why that in your senior leadership team, if you're listening to this and you have got a global business with lots of different, you know, divisions, et cetera, you can still make that, what Charmaine has said there, apply because you would just make sure that each member of your team, leadership team, really believes it too. Absolutely. And you know what? I think the big thing is understanding um, understanding what the business needs. So what skills do you need? What are you looking for? And then actually when you, when you, when you, you understand that, you know, you're going to have a fair inclusive process regardless, aren't you? So you're going to go out to, you're going to go out and hire the best people per se, you know, not because of their gender, not, it's, it's ultimately going to be because they've got the right skill set. Um, or they align with those core values so I think it's yeah it's really important to just yeah get to know yourself and get to know your business without a shadow of a doubt now one final thing before we finish is I want to talk about you obviously are a very busy lady juggling (laughs) incredibly successful business you know running a running a home you know yourself as an individual how do you ensure you look after your well-being as a leader and the sort of well-being of, of, your, of the people that work with you and do you have any advice for those that you know are really struggling now that we're back out of you know in a more you know I say normal but hopefully you know get back out into the, into the normal world how do we ensure that we still maintain that that focus on our mental well-being yeah um really really one topical and, and, and two very 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 important I'm as, as you've said before I'm very passionate about um mental health and well-being um, and it's ultimately about our, you know, your own mental fitness, isn't it? I find it, I find it astonishing. How do I do it? I, I, I research, I read, I go on courses. Um, during the pandemic, I um, rolled out an emotional intelligence course to the entire team. Um, and it was fab for me too, because it's, it's around your self-awareness, your self-management, understanding your own emotional trigger points. And these things are, well, as we know now, a year on in a pandemic, they're, they're, they're critical, aren't they? Yeah. Um, also been on a course of, uh, for positive intelligence, which looks at your own internal saboteurs um, and, and the balance between uh, engaging the sage side of your brain, which is the positive side versus being sabotaged. Um, you know, we, we, we all do it, it's natural, it happens. Mm. So how, how do I 
how do I stay? What, what, yeah, what do I do? It's for me, I just, I love learning anyway. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little bit sad like that. I just, you know, for me, I love learning new things and there's nothing more fascinating than understanding the psychology of a person, understanding myself. Um, I've spent 10, 11 years now um, seeing therapists, um, psychotherapists, executive coaches. You know, I, I've, I've invested in me and I've invested in me because actually I recognise that, you know, I, I want to know why I react in a certain way. Sometimes I don't want the hit hi my past to manifest itself in my future. Um, and the more I invest in myself, the more I can support my staff and my friends and my family and recognize those trigger points. Really. Um, we do lots of work with mind as well. So that signposting element, um, but it's downtime. It's, it's making sure that you, you press the pause button, um, I've introduced duvet days now since the pandemic, whereby it's like, you know what, if you want to press that emergency pause button, guys, do it. No notice needed. Just kind of shut the world out and, and just, you know, take a step back. So there's there's lots, lots of different things. But I think fundamentally, one of the biggest things is is listening. Mm. Um, and also what I've recognised in the pandemic is, uh, you know, my staff and friends even sometimes when you're suffering, um, in terms of mental health, you don't want you don't want a solution. You yeah. don't want someone to prov provide the answers. You just need to know they're listening. Um, and and I think that's that's probably what what I and the business have done really well now is we've created that family community whereby um, people know they can come to us and 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 that support will be there. Um, but the, yeah, it, the pandemic certainly represented a number of different challenges, and we weren't prepared for it, were we? You couldn't prepare for this, so it's um, yeah, no, it's nobody, that ongoing. Nobody could prepare for it, but isn't it wonderful that in that in the the short period of time, relatively speaking, when we look back and review this, the transformation to your business and to your culture, yeah. you know, you've obviously created a very safe space. If that's how people know that they can turn to you without any stigma, without any prejudice. And, and if, if more people can create environments like that, then mental health and mental well-being will be, just become the fabric of how we look after our staff, as well as, you know, sort of giving them challenges to do, do better on sales, but actually taking time to make, make time for yourself. I love the pause button. I mean, I often do it to myself in the middle of the day, literally for an hour. I just think, oh, my God, today's just been too And I literally go, right, it's three o'clock. I'm going to just pause for an hour, mm. take a podcast in, going to go out for a walk when I come back. So I think it's that self-awareness. I love everything that you've said there. And when uh, when we listen to this back, we will we'll be it's all it's all gold as I knew it would be. <laughs> you're, you're, a, you're a really inspiring lady, and I think you've got your, your daughter's very lucky to have you, and your team obviously love working with you, and you've just been an absolute joy to have today on the podcast. Well, thank you. So thank you very much. I, lo I love what I do, so it's that part's easy. <laughs> it, it oozes out of you, we can see. Thank you so much for joining us on the recruiting. No worries. Thank you.